Well then, welcome back, niggas and friends, and everyone in between. Thank you for joining us once again on this show. I am Rodney Darkchild Jenkins. Jerkins. Jerkins? I don't know. I think it's Rodney Jerkins, but yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll be uh, Brandy, and this is The Read. Thanks for coming back to the podcast and things of that nature. I hope everything with you is stable as we exist in our last few days before Ragnarok. Um, so we're going to keep things going in tradition with our black excellence this week. It goes to a 12 year old boy named Christoph Malou, who just so happened to swim by himself from uh, the Island of St. Lucia to the Island of Martinique. What? How? With the body God gave him. Um, how, how far is that? Apparently, this uh, prodigal swimming aquatic badass um, decided that he would use this as a way to help raise breast cancer awareness, um, with it being National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. Um, And yeah, he had uh, a team right on his side, standing and supporting. This team included his dad. some doctors and canoes, divers, um, and some other family members. So they all were right around him as he, you know, did his Aquaman thing, oh basically. Or Aqualad. Oh my God, he should be Aqualad. Um, so yeah, I don't I couldn't find like the exact distance between the two islands. And a lot of the information from the research I did on him um is in French. <laughs> <laughs> because of course the language, it is. So maybe you would know what the fuck they're talking about. But um what I did read on Because of Then We Can is that in 2017 he completed a he completed a 6.4 kilometer swim and swam between two whole towns um in his home island country. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, ain't nothing for a boss, basically, is what we're <laughs> discussing. Um Well, it looks said, like oh no, what do you say? He said, I held on singing songs to myself, thinking about the encouragement I received on social media. I was hungry at times during the crossing. I sometimes wanted to stop because I was tired. But when this idea crossed my mind, I told myself that I had no right. I had to continue for the cause I was defending. Keep in mind, this apparently took him 13 hours, 50 minutes and 47 seconds to do. Yeah, I I fully believe that because apparently those two islands are 87 kilometers apart, which is 54 mm. miles. And mm. I'm actually, I'm wondering, like, is this 87, like, airplane kilometers? Because how does one person swim 54 miles? You know, like, that don't even really sound possible to me. But either way, it was clearly impressive. I see the same French tweets and uh, media yeah. stuff that you see, and uh, mine is not that good. But wow. <laughs> Look at his little face. He's so happy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, He's so uh, sweet. He finished the journey um, to a crowd of stands. family everybody excited about his accomplishment and he's now you know the youngest person to ever complete that swim like the other few people in existence who were able to do it are nowhere near as young as 12 right so okay never mind this tweet says 40 kilometers which is 25 miles so okay still very impressive but wow yeah i mean i can barely walk half a mile (laughs) i mean don't get me to swim and neither like i'm gonna be tired after about 15 minutes at the absolute most. So, 
to do this for 13 and a half hours really incredible um okay well let's go into less positive inspirational things oh lord and I, well that's not true let's see no. <laughs> no immediately it was a no though <laughs> maybe okay well you know we working with what we got we a week away from the election things are not gonna be cheerful this segment is called hot tops third cock from the sun and this week <laughs> we are going to start with a familiar face mm. name person um tiffany new york pollard is going home to vh1 for a, a reunion special oh, apparently of all things a reunion for her old dating show i love new york no what so vivica fox is gonna host because oh, uh, uh, oh no that's bad I don't know if people remember when Vivica Fox hosted the reunion for Mob Wives season like three or something. <laughs> she could not handle them crazy ass Jersey women. Right. Uh, Staten, I think they're from Staten. I don't know where the fuck they're from. But she was just trying so hard not to get these Italian girls to, you know, yeah, beat each other's, beat each other's asses, right? So I don't even, whatever. Um, it says on Vulture. I love New York Reunited, which will see Pollard and some of her favorite contestants reliving the show's greatest moments, break down the biggest heartbreaks, and dive into how the cast members' lives have evolved through the years. Now, here's the thing for me. I don't care about none of them niggas that were Not on I Love one. New York. Not like, one. I can't even think of one that I might be like, oh, I wonder how that nigga's doing. I, I don't give a fuck at all about any of this. Um, it's just clear to me that someone in programming at VH1 was like, okay, she's still an asset. The children still talk about her. Yep. <laughs> you know, obviously she ain't going no, nowhere. Let's see how we can capitalize. Um, yeah, definitely. Because Tiffany is the one and only reason anybody will watch that. The end. Period. So this is just a way, it's like an excuse to put her back on TV, but... That's literally all it is. You know, and and I will absolutely be watching just to see her. So (laughs) so it works. Yep, sure will. I almost wish they would have done like a tribute to New York special altogether and maybe brought back some of the girls from Flavor of Love, like the ones that agree to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the maybe I Love New York people, maybe some of the people that... Because she had one called um, New York Goes to Work or something maybe they could like show some of those weird clips including the one where she didn't know that break a leg was just like <laughs> like <laughs> she didn't know that it was right. just like a term deeply used. offended right and she thought that someone actually wanted to harm her physically she's like no it's it's a figure of speech and i hope you break your um, fucking back <laughs> right so like i feel like it Maybe would have been more exciting to me if it was like an ode to all of the highlights of New York and bring back some of her friends and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, versus whatever this is. But again, New York's the asset here. So yeah. I'm going to be watching just to see whatever the fuck it is she's talking about because that's that. Exactly. And if they're using this maybe as a testing ground for something else, New York related um like a new show of hers i will take that as well yeah honestly the only men i can even remember from that show are real enchants yeah i think one of them passed away yeah um maybe it was real i think it was i think it was real yeah yeah so like i 
truly will be tuning in for Tiffany. Yeah, I, I, I will be there. Smart <laughs> move, really... VH1. Smart fucking move, girl. Very, very smart. <laughs> very. So good for y'all. Apparently, they're also doing a reunion a day later for Hollywood X's. This soups confuses me. What? So Hollywood X's is a show that lasted two years on VH1 that was like an ensemble of ex-wives slash girlfriends of famous niggas. Uh, this included <laughs> Nicole Murphy, Andrea Kelly. Uh, what? Oh, I do Boston. remember this show. I do. The exes of people like Travis Barker, Will Smith, Eddie Murphy, R. Kelly Prince, Martin Lawrence. Oh, that Lord. was a show that was on for a taste. I didn't really get into it or enjoy it that much. Um, but yeah, they're bringing them back for God knows whatever reason as well. So you can catch I Love New York Reunited on November 23rd and the Hollywood X's reunion for whatever reason will be out on November 24th. Happy birthday to me, I guess. Oh, and so, wow. Wow, you know, wow, um, wow. Set your DVRs, girl, because that one's gonna do numbers. Did they all agree to come? I mean, it says, yeah, the special will feature Why every not? last the one of them names. So, I mean, there is that, but damn, like, Andrea Kelly, Nicole Murphy, <laughs> Sheree Zampino, people are going to want to hear what they have to say. About so, what? Uh, Literally anything. Like, people will be tuning in for just some drop of drama, just a sniff of tea and mess to, to spread around the internet, period. Quote, the independent ladies will gather for a look back <laughs> at the show that brought them all together and fill fans in on what has happened since the camera stopped rolling, VH1 told Page Six. Okay. That independent was unnecessary. Right. <laughs> the whole point of the show is that their ex's we, name is the reason they have a name. Like, that's the whole point of the show, but okay. All of it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of reality shows... um, Cynthia Bailey recently married, had, you know, some big, expensive, lavish, sparkly wedding in Atlanta, where she married, what's the nigga name? Mike Hill? Sports if you say so. Guy, wife, I guess. Don't know him. And so, they were married a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and apparently they had planned for the wedding to take place outside because death... Um, but then the weather sucked, so right. <laughs> they're like, hey, all 200 of you, let's go inside, because we're doing this shit. We're doing it. Oh, no. We're doing it. Grab your pocketbook. Get inside. <laughs> so that's what they did. And apparently, Bravo said, no, girl. Um, <laughs> as far as liability, as far as insurance, as far as giving a fuck, Cynthia, Cynthia we just can't do it. Yeah. So. Um, congratulations. Um, the cars are apparently heated up and ready to go. So we're leaving. <laughs> save us a slice of cake. So they punched. And then... <laughs> according to reports, oh, Cynthia hired her own crew separately then to do all of the filming and the shot getting and the... Damn, Cynthia got a fat old ass. I like... Yeah, I, oh, know I thought you were knocking the responses because a lot of people said that yeah. that dress really showed up. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> noticed her ass all over again in that dress. I didn't really see any because she normally don't give you all that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, that caught me off guard. I didn't really. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway. So 
She looks really pretty. Um, She she does. So, yeah, apparently she hired her own people to make sure that, you know, Bravo will have the footage. Cynthia said, bitch, you're going to play my wedding, bitch. Many of these (laughs) motherfuckers... As many of these other motherfuckers as you've had come in to do whole specials for them and spinoffs and shit and showing right. all their goddamn wedding and paid for the shit and all this other you're gonna show my motherfucking wedding. I don't give a fuck how long this marriage lasts. Put it on the screen. <laughs> That's I was first I was at first I was like, okay, well a lot of people hire, you know, videographers for their wedding, but a full production is something else entirely. And I don't know if Bravo is going to reimburse her for that or if it's just, I mean, or if it was, if they were like, look, we'll pay for it, but we're not going to do it because it can't be a VH1 event. Or if it was, you know, just her saying it needs to be on TV. Like this needs to be one of my episodes or something. Either way. I, I feel like if Bravo doesn't pay her for that footage, I don't know why she'd give it to him. Exactly. Like, I would not give that unless it was, unless she's under some sort of weird, terrible contract where she has to fulfill an episode, even if they refuse to film her, which she might be. I don't know. That, I couldn't. That, no. I really, <laughs> I, couldn't. I don't put nothing past no organization. <laughs> I don't know nothing about what yeah, that lady might have fair. agreed to. But regardless, that's a good point. Like, you have to be getting something out of it in order to give them that footage for free, because that's not not a that's not a cheap thing to hire at all like a right. regular videographer is high as shit nigga well i doubt that it was like the same lengths that they normally go to bravo to produce any of these scenes or whatever you know i doubt that it was like the extras um but it was probably good enough to get everything done it probably looks fine on screen anyway but i doubt that she you know spent the cost that bravo spends for the same thing even if it was just two or three cameramen with their less expensive cameras and like one nigga with a boom (laughs) (laughs) even that is way more expensive than what most people will pay for their wedding so oh yeah for sure because girl i would have uh walked right over to andy when all this was done and said (laughs) so it's on my iphone 12 okay i suggest i'm lying it's on my uh, iphone 10 but because i ain't got it I suggest you uh, you check the hashtag and see what everybody else uploaded because <laughs> I'm simply not paying it. But Because let me tell you something what Mona Scott has been doing for the girls. She has been sending each one of them a piece of green construction paper and tape <laughs> and said, put tape this up behind your ass in the bathroom and then just put on your iPhone or your Android <laughs> and then send us the footage. Yep. Do it or I will hurt you. Absolutely. So, and putting them Zoom backgrounds behind it and right. calling it a fucking day. Photo booth. <laughs> so, um, congratulations, uh, Cynthia. And hopefully, um, all confirmed guests were also required to have negative COVID tests within five days of the wedding. Mm-hmm. See, the way that the, like, the way that time and space works. Though, Say it again. Is that like, okay, five <laughs> days, but yep. then there's the day, after, you know, like after that wedding and, and things then still happen. Several more days. Then you have to travel to the place and yep. be around people when you, to get there. And, yeah. It's a lot of stuff that Truly happens. hope that wedding does not turn into some sort of super spreader event. And this is why Dustin can't come in my house. Because he do reckless mm. shit like go to indoor weddings. That's his friend. <laughs> I mean, and that's fine. And it's, it's his prerogative. But that's why you can't come in my house. Because that's crazy. <laughs> there that is. <laughs> um, 
what else is going on? So <laughs> there was a story that came out about the all caps real reason that Shonda Rhimes parted ways with ABC. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was not ready for this. This shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> Woo! The girls expected scathing. Like, they were expecting, <laughs> like, this motherfucker had the nerve to tell me that Olivia should have been white. <laughs> like, something dumb. Like, I don't know what people thought was going to happen. Anyways, basically, long story as short as I can make it, being that, you know, ABC is Disney's ABC. Right. So, Shonda Rhimes being Queen ABC, um gets an all-inclusive pass to Disneyland, which is, like, on the property. Like, you could yeah, like, right walk there across a the lot. <laughs> how to get away with Shmurda and just get on Space Mountain. It's like, they're, that's how that is. So, right, so she gets the bad bitch pass because Shonda Rhimes. Um, but apparently one. So she had to negotiate to get a second pass for her nanny so that, you know, the babies can go... Right. To the rides and such and such and go and get candy or whatever and be taken care of. So, for whatever reason, that was a negotiation, but it was done. So, on some particular day, her sister was going to take uh, one of Shonda's uh, kids, I think her teenage daughter, and the nanny was going to be taking care of the younger two. So, she called ABC like, yo, I need a pass for my sister. Not even giving a fuck if it means that take my pass you know, and make it her pass instead. Right. Right. But like, I need a pass for my sister so that they can go to Disneyland and have a good time. So apparently, again, negotiation, negotiation, back and forth, back and forth. They, you know, give her the pass. But apparently, when they got to the park, only one of the passes was working. So when Shonda called again to get it sorted out, uh, an executive allegedly said, don't you have enough? <laughs> no, actually. I sure the fuck don't. To which uh, <laughs> Queen Rhyme said, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, you're right. You're you're correct. Um, and she called her lawyer and, and that was that. And there now goes Netflix. Netflix. Yep. I, yeah. I cannot believe that y'all disrespected Shonda Rhimes over some tickets to Disneyland. The caucastic nerd. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, she should just get like 50 tickets to Disneyland at the top of every year. Bitch, like, hello? That's like, what the fuck I'm saying. Like, if Shonda Rhimes wanted to invite all of Crenshaw to Disneyland, bitch, she should have been permitted. What are y'all talking about? Right, because that's free admission. It's not free food. It's not that... Probably don't even include that free skip the line pass. Like, it's just free to get I'm in I'm assuming all-inclusive means... You can get at least something to eat. One of y'all will tell me for Maybe sure. Maybe so. I ain't been to Disney, I don't think ever, but my brother swears we went when we was kids. But anyway. I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, I assume like all inclusive yeah. pass means like you get in a park, you can maybe get some food. But as even well. if it does, like Shonda Rhimes has made how many millions of dollars for ABC? Exactly. If anybody is asking for a free, even if it is the bad bitch, everything included ticket, if anybody is asking for it, it should be Shonda Rhimes. I don't even understand how y'all like had an attitude about that. It's a it fucking thing. It should have just part. been like, 
as soon as it should have just been like how many do you need period right you know like how many can we get for you it's not like when Shonda Rhimes or one of her people uses that pass then everybody gets into Disneyland that day for free and they make no money <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck you're right. still going to be making ridiculous fucking amounts of money every single day that Disneyland is opening open because it's a fucking machine so like you just said with as much money as much dedication as much like yeah. enthusiasm that went into ABC as a result of Shonda Rhimes' work, I can't imagine. I can't understand why a she even had to negotiate for more than one pass to begin with, and b that somebody had the actual certainly white nerve to be right. like, "Well, don't you have enough already, bitch? Don't you have enough already, hon?" <laughs> Right. Whichever executive you are at Disney, ABC, whatever, you certainly make more than enough money. So (laughs) foolish question, first of all. But secondly, like Disney is worth easily over one hundred billion (laughs) dollars. I don't care what loss you would have taken if Shonda Rhimes and everybody at the family reunion got into the fucking park for free because you still worth hundreds of billions of dollars. And like literally you got it. So if I Shonda don't. Rhimes went it's not to, making sense. If Shonda Rhimes drove through Watts and said, "Today's Disneyland <laughs> Day. <laughs> Today's Disneyland Day. I got a bunch, a fleet of party buses coming, and we all going to Disneyland, bitch." Period. She should have been able to roll up to the park, and everybody got Mickey Mouse ears on entry, and and ear to ear smiles. I'm lost. <laughs> this is what black people be talking about. Yep. When it comes to like ownership, when it comes to like you know, standing up for yourself, all of these kinds of things within multiple <laughs> industries and forms of life. You know, it's like, because even when you, when you hand gold and diamond and platinum to these motherfuckers, they still be like, oh, you wanted fair treatment? You wanted basic human decency as well? Mm, I don't know. You want the same perks or consideration or special treatment Mm. that a white man who did something similar would have gotten with no questions asked? You wouldn't have asked no white man who done created three or four incredibly successful shows for you whether he's had enough or whether he has enough. It would be, oh, okay, Mr. Katzenberg, how many of these can we type up for you? Like, it would be immediately, let's accommodate whatever this white man needs because of his value to the company. And yet you did not see Shonda's when the rest of us can. It really don't make sense. Look how racism will talk y'all right out of a bag. This was just, uh, y'all deserved it. Y'all deserved it. Katzenberg. Well, I said Katzenberg, but I like Captainberg oh. even better. That was just a random name I came up with. Okay. I feel like that is a, a famous white man who makes movies. Yes, Jeffrey Katzenberg. That's what I meant. They wouldn't have never said that to him. Yes, he used oh, to be I mean, chair yes. of Disney. Yes, thank you. I knew I knew what I was talking about. Mm. But that's the point. They would have <laughs> never told that man, oh, well, it's company policy. We only give two of the passes. Bitch, do you know who I am? I got my whole dick on the table. That's why she promptly hung up, called her attorney, and her said, <laughs> it's handled. Don't, Don't even worry, worry about, about it, because I've been in meetings on top of meetings just waiting for you to get to this point. Actually, literally all of the girls have been on my dick like, is Shonda happy? how soon can we talk to her? Like, <laughs> how is Shonda what? feeling? What's the temperature at ABC? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody at Netflix probably said to hack her out to fuck up the past that we got from this. <laughs> 
<laughs> make sure the pass don't work. <laughs> How do we get her? We got to get her. <laughs> that would be so funny if they were like, if we just deactivate one of them, she going to call and they going to say yes. something racist. <laughs> I don't put it past nothing. Oh, how predictable are white people? Um, so Medea's on Herbalife now, and <laughs> people are confused. <laughs> she is. She on the shakes. Um, Tyler Perry recently posted some photos on Instagram that are, I guess. Giving people thirst trap? I don't <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a lot of calves. A lot of calf, um, some knee and thigh. And so people, I guess, are feeling like, oh, my goodness. So there's that. Tyler Perry has been speaking openly for a couple of years about um, going vegan or not eating meat anymore, trying to lose weight, work out more, et cetera, et cetera. So he showed off, you know, his, like, trade at athletic oh wear probably leaving one of the many gyms on his uh campus or home or bunker or whatever and yeah he's got his under armor on and his beard and it's giving you you know like um some of y'all niggas with white husbands and like a fire <laughs> island timeshare and maybe a joint on only fans account oh, maybe like shit. a Maybe like, you know, a fresh harness for Folsom is giving me that. It's giving like, not jacked, but not Rhea. Okay, I... It's giving scruff. I'm pretty upset that I know exactly what you mean by that. But yeah, yeah I saw those pictures and, you know, I'm I'm happy for Tyler if he feels good. What I was confused about was the outright thirst that yeah. some of you niggas have for Medea, like that's not still Medea. Like I mm. don't. I guess it's just me, but like twenty or thirty pounds or whatever the difference is in Tyler's weight is not enough to change my complete feelings of like <laughs> attractiveness towards you. Tyler looks good. I'm not. I'm not. But Tyler, I never thought Tyler looked bad. Is my thing right? <laughs> so I'm not turned on. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, this is not turning me on. <laughs> the confusion that y- some of y'all have had with your lower your lower moisture. <laughs> upsetting for me and my home. Oh, I have to write that down. <laughs> I'm just like, cause, you know, he's giving you um, jet ski day. With a okay, with a on. yep, <laughs> correct. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody pissed Tyler off, and he's setting it out. These are very Lala. These are very Lala Anthony. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Mary J. Blige after the divorce. Yes. Same. Somebody made Tyler real mad, and he was like, "Look, somebody still got it, okay? And that somebody is me, bitch. And and fine. But mm-hmm. some of y'all, you got some questions to ask yourself. <laughs> I'll just. I, that's Mabel. Okay. Like we reopened the outdoors this time. Mm. <laughs> Y'all been dickless for far too long. Tyler was like, "I'm tired of bringing half a dozen trade into this motherfucker every goddamn <laughs> week, and they're the only ones motherfucking getting, you know, people drooling and right. fading and shit around them. Get into these calves, <laughs> and um, that's fine. Show them off. You worked for it." There's a very interesting episode of uh, Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing. 
with Mike Tyson. It's I actually good. watched it. I actually will. Yes, I will know what you're talking about. I'm so happy. <laughs> Rapper Boosie Badass appeared on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson to discuss a number of things. I assumed probably to further the for the the attempt at at getting his Instagram back. Did he ever get his Instagram back? Oh, I've completely forgot about that. No clue. I know that Mark Zuckerberger still doesn't know who he is. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberger still ain't never heard of this story. That I can say without question. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm so. 100% sure of that. Um, But the topic of Boosie's uh incessant homophobia and transphobia came up to my sincere surprise um i would just like to play <laughs> yes please do <laughs> i would just like to play just the beginning of one particular clip from this um and i'm going to stop it when i'm going to stop it at the moment where i died the first okay. time that All i right. I heard this. Um, I cannot wait. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen this interview, you need to go watch it. I mean, please, as soon as it's possible. incredible. <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure that this is up loud as it can be, so that you girls can get in. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. No, no. A lot of times, I need to shut the fuck up. It's just, it's just. Why don't you? Such a real question. (laughs) Why don't you? (laughs) So, I want you to understand that Mike Mike Tyson is smoking as this is happening okay is this a cigar in his hand oh no that's a blunt um, okay that's what i thought because it's called fucking hot boxing exactly um so this nigga is lighting the blunt as he is lighting boozy's ass on fire <laughs> but that why don't you as the response so to boozy admitting acknowledging that he should shut the fuck up more often than not it just sat in my spirit with a warmth and a comfort that, quite frankly, I didn't even know I needed. Um, but he also then went on to ask, um, <laughs> quote, do you feel there's a possibility that you're a homosexual? And by disrespecting them, it furthers yourself from being a homosexual. I'm thinking you may like homosexuals. <laughs> Said it straight like that too. To his face. And nigga, <laughs> Boosie had nothing to say, but <laughs> that's all, folks. And he was just sitting there stuttering and sounding quiet. Because what the fuck do you say to Michael Tyson? Mike Tyson will actually snap your head back like a Pez dispenser and consume your blood on camera right. and smile while doing it. That man is a monster. He's from another planet. And Boosie knows that. He would have never let nobody the fuck else talk to him like that. That man said directly <laughs> to his face, honey, honey, sweets. We have I questions. Think you're on Adam for Adam. I believe 
<laughs> you might have a jacked account. It was so good. I I I loved it so much. There was one part before they really even got into it where Mike was like starting that line of questioning and Boosie seemed uncomfortable. And Mike was, was like, you know what? Let's talk about me. And then he sat there and laid out his whole, he was like, you finna say you was from the hood and the projects and rah, rah, rah. I've been through all that. You finna say you have demons, nigga. I got the kind of demons you can't even dream about. Your demons not even in my world. Something like that. And I was like, it was like a literal shiver went up my spine. I said, this man is not fucking around something else but also niggas like boosie literally will only listen to men like that yes and and mike tyson knows it and that's why he talked to him the way he did he was like i'm trying to help your little dumb ass because i used to be you literally (laughs) said that to this man's face and boosie just sitting back like man you giving me a lot of knowledge right now i don't even like you have to watch this video it is something else the way that it's 45 minutes too it's not even like a y'all make it through this whole goddamn show so just the the things that he was saying with the comfort and ease in which he was saying it you know that that motherfucker is not afraid of shit and knows nobody can beat his ass right so i enjoyed this so thoroughly watching this nigga who is just unbearably and cartoonishly loud and out of pocket more yeah. times than not. Just completely submit. Talk about that. Well, really, I was just I it, I commented on the Dwayne Wade thing because I got offended because it's a child and that that's why I had to say something about that or whatever. And I'm like, nigga, first of all, you have had your mouth, your knuckles, mm. your knees and ankles and toes. Yep. Just all throughout homophobia, transphobia, and anything anti-LGBTQ. Way, way before Dwayne Wade's child was a topic of anybody's motherfucking discussion. So hang it up, Hamburglar, because nobody buys it. That's so why you got dragged. And you're completely right talking about some, you know what I mean? Like, niggas like Boosie will shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. listen to niggas like Mike Tyson because those are the type of niggas that they respect. Yep. The type of niggas that will literally rip your limbs off with their bare hands mm-hmm. and then eat them while your children watch. Those, like, them niggas are their God. Yeah, and Mike locked him right to his face. Like, I used to act like that. I wanted people to fear me. I wanted to be feared more than anything and I felt like that that's what it meant to be a man Mike Tyson said toxic masculinity (laughs) y'all this is an incredible interview but he literally read Boosie right to his face and then because this is the one type of person that Boosie respects he sits there and takes all of it every Every last bit of it like you're not gonna beat Mike Tyson's ass not at all and he's telling you about yourself at the same time so you can't even really cuss him out because he keep blowing your fucking mind like I truly believe (laughs) This is the first time that anybody Boosie respects ever talked to him like that in his life. Ever Probably. said anything that made that much fucking sense to him. Ever. Probably. I, I agree. Period. Because what? who else is Boosie going to listen to that's going to say something that fucking smart? <laughs> it, he would be a different person by now if that was the case. So <laughs> I just was blown away. I ended up down a rabbit hole of reading old interviews about Mike Tyson talking about how fucked up he was and how he was ready to make a change and having therapists and being an A. Because I was like, how did we get from the nigga who was like vocally and proudly abusive and crazy and drunk and on drugs and willing to beat anybody's ass? How did we get from that to this? 
I needed to know. And turns out when you take some time to yourself and put in the fucking work, things can really change. So I was just like, you're not going to sit here and justify your dumb shit to a nigga who can see right past your dumb shit. It was beautiful. That's what, and that's what the that nigga has been doing his whole career is reading somebody's soul, <laughs> like just using his eyes and looking directly through your spirit and just assessing the type yep. of nigga that you are without even having a conversation. You, however, Boosie, have given all of us perfect example of the type of nigga that you are. <laughs> Through the IG right. that you no longer possess. Oh, he actually has a new one. It's called Boosie New IG. <laughs> and when I looked at it, I thought it said Boosie New Wig. <laughs> I had to, I had to look twice. Like Boosie got a new wig. Is this some sort of parody account? But no, this is him. He asked the Shape Room to promote it, so he's back. Mark Zuckerberg don't know he has circumvented his ban. <laughs> so don't 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 nobody tell. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Just look it up. It's right there. <laughs> so many things. So many, <coughs> so many things just yeah. happened at one time. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but it, all of it is true. I know. After this interview, Brucey woke up the next day. And you looked into that bowl of Little Debbie's and Frosty Flakes. <laughs> yeah, with some heavy cream. I was like, hmm, I feel like a change. <laughs> I'm going to have some special cake instead. <laughs> and an apple. Baby steps. <laughs> um, so, Rapper Offset had um, an, uh, I was going to say unusual run-in with Trump supporters and the police, but that's not true. Because oh, okay. Trump supporters and the police. Basically, he was somewhere in a vehicle in Beverly Hills, driving through what seemed to be a Trump rally, loads of flags and MAGA hats, and probably an overall glazed, demonic look from every white person and, you know, two or three mile radius. Um so allegedly at some point there was uh, a situation between some of uh, 45 supporters and offset. He claims that uh, some of them were smacking the vehicle he was in with their MAGA flags. Oh, they boy. claim that someone in the vehicle was waving a gun at them. <laughs> so, they <called> them. <laughs> so they called the police. Huh, why do I feel like both sides are telling the truth? I don't know that I've heard a lot yet. <laughs> um, so, Offset happened to be on Instagram Live and basically streamed the situation as police officers uh, told him to turn his car off, turn the, off the engine, I mean... Um, you know, tell him to open the door to get out, blah, blah, blah. And he's going back and forth with them talking about what's legal, and what's not legal, that they can't open his door, how many people he has watching, blah, blah, blah. And it did seem, it did seem like the cops were mad that he was 
on Instagram Live and famous. Because oh, probably so. Had even maybe one of those things not been the case, they'd have whooped his ass way before any of this stuff. Right. You know, before they actually were able to detain him. True. Because at some point, one of the officers just opened the damn door uh, <laughs> himself and they just yanked him out the fucking car. So he got detained. Um, and apparently, one of the passengers in the car was actually arrested. And charged with don't say carrying possession. a concealed weapon oh my God. and a loaded firearm in public. Oh, how did I know that everybody was telling the truth? I don't know <laughs> what came first, the flag or the Glock, but, <laughs> but both were spotted. <laughs> I just hate that Trump supporters like I hate that they got under. But you know what? Never mind. I understand because right. I mean. Because I really might just lose it if I can't. Apparently, there was some big ass Trump caravan coming through Brooklyn and driving. I don't even know where they went elsewhere in the city or whatever else. But if I had come across that, like the nausea, I don't know what I might have done. So I just (laughs) free that nigga offset. Like, right. Far be it for me to, you know, support the Illuminate, but. He's not I honestly <laughs> would not be surprised if they're driving through some niggas either can tell, hey, there's a famous Negro in that car or, hey, there's a Negro in an expensive car. And that doesn't make sense in our America. <laughs> and so, you know, antagonization. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, were doing the most. And one of the passengers in that car said, just so you know, this is what's going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Would and not then be they surprised. called the police. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have called the police anyway, but... Because, I mean, I don't... I'm not going to sit up here and believe that I... Or say that I believe that Offset or anyone immediately surrounding him is incredibly bright. But I don't know why they would just take it upon themselves to wave a gun at some Trump supporters just because they're... Doing a rally, unless they did something. Right, exactly. You know I, I mean? feel like, like the white people had to start beating on the car with a flag, and then them niggas pulled out the gun like, play if you want to. That's that's what, what makes, makes more sense to me. to me, right, as a nigga. But, you know. I, I mean. Because <laughs> I just don't see nobody setting themselves up like that unless they were provoked. Right, like, why? Exactly. <laughs> like, we know we have a gun, therefore we really don't. But see, if people piss you off that you might feel motivated to do something you would not do in your right mind. I mean, because you're already black and you're riding through a Trump rally or yeah. parade or whatever the fuck it is they be doing. Was this in so Atlanta like, or LA? This was in Beverly Hills. In Beverly LA. Hills, yeah. So that to me would probably feel like swimming through shark-infested waters <laughs> or like trying to climb out of, you know, a lion's den in the zoo or something like that. Yeah. So I would be on edge regardless. I know I saw, I don't think this was the same time or place or car or whatever, but there was a clip of Cardi in a car riding through a Trump (laughs) rally and streaming it and being like, I'm scared. I'm not scared. It's exactly what she sound like. I would have been on edge anyway, and then one of y'all touched my car, and it's like, listen, don't look. Now we really finna have Not problems. Today. We really finna have problems, yeah. Oh, well, anytime it's niggas versus Trump supporters, you know, I'm gonna be on the nigga side. So There's, free free, free everybody involved that mm-hmm. was black. Um, speaking of Migos, 
Quavo's girlfriend has got y'all hate, making me hate the word Birkin. I don't ever want to hear it. Like, I'm so <laughs> tired of this goddamn discussion. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Um. So, sweet. Is it Saweetie or Sweetie? It's pronounced Sweetie. It's spelled okay. Saweetie. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. Thank God. I'm just going to say that one now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know which one it is. And Saweetie sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it's real. I had to look it up because it was driving me crazy. <laughs> like insane. Okay, yeah. great. So Sweetie was at some function, I don't know what party, event, where they were at. Um, but in a video with her man behind her, she's looking in the camera and goes on to encourage, you know, the women watching. Mm. To make sure that they've got their priorities in order. She said, if he's not getting you a Birkin, if he's not paying for your bills, then throw that nigga back to the streets. <laughs> then she flipped her red hair and sauntered off camera. Quavo shrugged and walked off behind. <laughs> because he's buying her fucking, fucking Birkins. That's why. I mean, <laughs> he's not <but> arguing. <laughs> when I watched it, I didn't even I didn't even feel the kind of way I was like, sweetie has had, you know, a drink or so, you know, she's feeling buzzed and she probably just got a gift and great dick from her man and was like, the rest of you poor hoes catch up. (laughs) I get that. I do. I just think rich people need to think twice before they start talking about shit like this, especially right now when niggas are broke and getting broker. You talking about Birkins? Niggas really just want somebody to split the fucking rent. So... (laughs) Just, I, this was in poor taste, but I also, I see where it came from. Yeah, I agree with that as well. It's like, I don't know how some, you know, niggas with financial privilege or whatever forget that, honey, everybody don't have Birkin money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Most of us are lucky if a nigga can, you know, stop by Ross. And pick us up a pocketbook. Okay. Or you some know, shoes. A Marshall's moment. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just kind of like, yeah, I think sometimes y'all forget that shit is different for y'all. Further the fuck more. <laughs> like, I don't carry pocketbooks, handbags, purse, whatever you want to call it. I don't, you know, so this isn't my plight. <laughs> um, but I'm still gonna say how I feel, which is it's a bag. It's a bag. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a bag. It's a bag. I, so and and it's probably a very amazing quality bag. It's probably a bag you could pass down, you know, generations or some Absolutely. shit like that. I'm sure it lasts literally forever. Or, and if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. All I really know about Birkins is that a lot of them are the size of a Nissan Quest. They are gigantic. <laughs> They're like the biggest. So, so you could probably fit like everything in there. And if you can, you know, if you want the bag and you can afford it or your man can buy it for you, great. But y'all got to watch out. And y'all also need to... Like, mm-hmm. sever yourself from whatever this consumerist-ass bullshit is that celebrities get into a lot of the time yeah. any motherfucking way. Because as someone pointed out in my mentions when y'all were discussing this, if your nigga gets you a bag from Traffic or Aldo or, you know, wherever the fuck, mm-hmm. but he is also, like, honest, transparent, um, mm, like, keeps his dick respects to himself. you <laughs> as a human being and as an equal... Um, doesn't call you out your name is like 
emotionally available actually listens to what you're saying after he asks you how you are or how your fucking day was. You know what I mean? Like basic human shit. But no Birkin, you're probably, you're more than likely leaps, bounds, football fields Mm -hmm. ahead of women who are waiting for a nigga to buy them a Birkin or don't have to wait for a nigga to buy them a Birkin because he always does. Because them be the futures (laughs) <laughs> of the world and the TIs they go and run around you know all around your city and placing their dick wherever the fuck they want to mm-hmm. and then coming back to you like what what the fuck is the problem didn't I just buy you a Birkin bitch we want another one here's another one didn't <laughs> like, I get you a car for your birthday what you matter right. so yeah that is like literally just how they operate and <laughs> I'm not saying women should lower their standards I'm saying you should be realistic about them it is okay to demand that a nigga have a job, but you know, most people, period, cannot afford to spend fifteen thousand dollars plus on a Birkin bag. They just cannot. So <laughs> so let them celebrities and the bullshit they talk on Instagram, let it stay there and be a part of their world. Don't let that infiltrate the way you really go out and date. Cause that shit is ridiculous. I just wanna know. What's so fucking great about him? Cause listen, I'm like I'm, I'm, you know, I like designer shit and label shit and whatever, you know, and, and all of that stuff too. So I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh, girl, you can just make your own purse, honey. Like, it's not, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's not like I'm lost on why someone would like this big, expensive leather bag or whatever the fuck, but it's just like, the, like, I don't know, the, the like addiction to it, the, 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 like, constant name dropping and I have seven of them and Floyd Mayweather talking about bitch when you say Birkin you talking about me honey like whatever like the whole like addiction to it or attraction to it to me is confused like what's inside of a Birkin bag is it like a Willy Wonka thing where you never know if there's a diamond inside (laughs) or you know gold bullion or something like that like I don't no I think the hype started when it was on Sex in the City Oh, and okay. it was like the point of an episode. I think Carrie wanted the bag and something, something. I don't remember the details, but I remember that's when people started talking about them. And I feel like the hype has only grown since then, but they have been a hyped item for a long time and they go up in value. So like, as far as rich people are concerned, I'm sure that's a fun piece to play with and just like things to buy just to show off that you're rich and you can always yeah, right. do something with, you know, this fashion investment or whatever. But I also like, I just don't, I don't care enough to be invested in the process of getting a fucking Birkin. If I want a designer bag, I'll go to one of these designer stores that has them in stock and I can just walk out with it. Or I'll go to Aldo and get a purse because it ain't nothing wrong with an Aldo purse. Like, literally and and that's just that so yeah but like, y'all have it if it can hold you know your cell phone mm-hmm. and your tampons and you know like your keys your you know mentos for your baby to shut up <laughs> like then i don't you yep. know have at it and, and have a good motherfucking time and especially make sure that you're in a situation to me where it's like girl your nigga maybe could rush out and get you a Birkin or want to rush out and get you a Birkin, but it's good because you got it yourself. I mean, yeah, I just, if that's what y'all care about, even, then fine. But like people have real problems. Imagine giving a nigga the <laughs> fucking satisfaction of thinking that bitch 
Oh, yes. I did this, honey. Like, no, sir. That's fine. And I it's definitely, need yeah. need to do that because I can do it myself. It's not a blank check for you to cheat on me, especially. <laughs> like, you well, all this shit back. <laughs> that's it for the Hot Tops. We're going to take a break and come back and read your letters and shit. Ciao. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> it's time for your listener letters. Christ Jesus. Okay. Um, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Okay. Um, let's see. Where shall we start? Um, <clears throat> here's one. My name is Jordan. I am nearly 50 years old, white, and mostly male. I've been what married. What are you doing here? <laughs> I've been married for 24 years to a straight cis white woman. We have three kids, ages 12 to 20, all living at home. I came out as genderqueer in 2011, but my wife has been in denial about it ever since. For several years, I wore nail polish and expressed my femininity outwardly in various ways, and she refused to engage with any of it. I now present as much more queer, frequently wearing skirts and dresses. A couple of years ago, we started going to therapy, but it eventually became clear that she was never going to accept my gender and her inability to deal with me caused her to completely disengage. <coughs> we now have a marriage in name only with no physical or emotional intimacy whatsoever. She has not touched me voluntarily in over a year, and she expresses no love for me verbally or in any other way. This is intolerable to me. I'm a person with a strong need for physical touch, and even before the pandemic, I felt starved for affection, but then I could at least get hugs from friends and other kinds of consensual touching. Now with social distancing, I feel starved and hollow. The best thing would be for us to get divorced, <clears throat> but that would be very difficult for us financially. And since she is content with the non-marriage, I would have to be the one initiate to initiate it, which would make me the bad guy to our families. I told her in therapy that the next best option would be for her to give me permission to seek affection outside of the house, but she has never agreed to this. Here's my question. Should I ignore her wishes and start reaching out in some way or another to find companionship? Should I open an account on a dating app and find people to chat with? There was someone I became close to in 2014, but when it became clear that we had feelings for each other, I told my wife the truth and she insisted that I cut off contact. Do you think I should reach out and try to reconnect? I'm not looking for sex or even cuddling for now. I just want someone to talk to who accepts me and can give me some affection. Thanks, Jordan. So, it sounds to me like your wife, how do I say this? If it sounds like, you know, she wants you to, like, be unhappy in your relationship. I wish that I could like verbalize this in a way like they feel like my brain's still catching up with what it is I'm trying to say. But I feel like she just may have felt like you did something to her. Like she's taking your identity personal in having denial um, towards it and, you know, cutting off affection, not really trying to work to like come to an understanding of everything that's going on and, and an acceptance. Um, so it's like, 
I'm miserable in my relationship, bitch. You need to be miserable with me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way that I just received some of this. Um, I guess I would want to know. I mean, it doesn't really, I don't need to know, but like, is the financial burden of the divorce a result of everything that's going on right now? <clears throat> is it something that you could maybe work towards in the future when maybe hopefully things start to look a bit different because flat out y'all don't need to be together. Um, mm-hmm. Because she's not accepting of you, but she's also like trying to force you to stay in a situation where you are unhappy and you claim that you don't, you're not looking to go out and have you know, sex with anyone or do anything disrespectful or anything like that, but you just want to feel accepted and you want to feel attractive and you want to feel all of these other things. And ideally, you know, you'd be able to separate and, you know, explore that and learn more about yourself and how all of this other bullshit and involved in love works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe you could like physically separate without a divorce uh for now at least right um and then that way you know you can just oh but he also said um that the family would feel like he was a bad guy yeah he was a bad guy because you know he would be initiating whatever whatever but man fuck that right (laughs) period who the fuck cares about that shit like you gotta do what you have to do for yourself and just because People in your immediate surroundings may not understand, you know, who you are, how you identify, whatever is going on with you. doesn't mean that you're not deserving of love and respect. And if they're not going to give it to you, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeking it out from somebody who is ready and willing to love you the way that you are. So if it means that you got to separate or you got to do whatever, you got to make the first move um, in order to get closer to happiness and understanding, if that also comes with, you know your family or your wife being pissed at you or feeling away, you know, pray for them and hope that they work it out in therapy or whatever. Right. And she would just have to be okay. Like I understand the financial side of it as far as separating or getting divorced and y'all have three kids who are still at home. I'm sure that complicates things financially, but she doesn't, you don't have to stay in a marriage where you aren't accepted as a human being. You don't have to stay someplace where you are not receiving love. Like these are basics. And so I would just say, you know, consider the financial side of it. Things would be hard if you separated, but would they be impossible? Because what she's asking you to do is something that I just don't consider to be like humane at all to be like, just stay miserable and just and not even just like, let's stay in this marriage where we don't really want to be, you know, married or whatever. She literally does not accept you as a human being. She's literally cutting you off from love and affection and like physical touch. It's just too much. So um, if it was at all financially possible, then I would probably look at separating Um, as far as being the bad guy, then okay, y'all just gonna have to call me the bad guy because (laughs) I am not going to sacrifice my happiness so that y'all think I'm a good person. I just don't care what you think about me to that extent. So I'll just, I'll just have to be the bad guy. Um, And if it's not financially feasible for y'all to separate right now, 
I mean, that's difficult. I would I would bring it up to her again and be like, I'm literally not going to continue in a relationship where I'm getting nothing out of it, including like cuddles and love <laughs> and support. So yeah. and I'm not even asking you to fake and do that because that's probably even worse than not giving it to me at all. But like you're going to have to do something like she can she can control you legally she can prevent you from getting a divorce or she can make that part of it hard, but she can't control what you do with like your feelings and your heart. So I would bring it up again. Let her know that you're at the end of your line. You've been very fucking patient with her shit, but she's either going to have to accept it and make some moves or something, but that you done being patient with her and let it go from there. Nobody deserves to be in a relationship where they're literally just like disapproved of as a human being. I agree. Yeah, that's pretty gross. So good luck to you with that conversation. Our next letter comes from Z, who says, I'm a black cis woman in a relationship with another black woman named Stella. We are both in our 30s and I love her dearly. I hope to continue this relationship with her for the foreseeable future. Our relationship is built on friendship, which means we have a deep respect for one another. We come from two very different worlds and we were raised on opposite ends of the country. I am community oriented and Stella is individualistic. Our political views are different, which has caused a few misunderstandings in the past, and we now rarely speak of them. Personally, I would love to have the conversations, but they frustrate her. And I still don't have a clear understanding of her political party affiliation because of her vagueness. Stella doesn't come from money, so I don't understand any other rationale that she would have to vote Republican in the past, but I feel like she has. She's made statements about how black folk voted for Obama for no reason other than him being black, which is true for many people, but also the fact that he is Democrat and the overwhelming majority of black people are also Democrat made her argument invalid. I don't know if she wants to be the devil's advocate, if she's truly nonpartisan, or if she's a secret Republican. Now, more than any other election we've had the ability to vote in, voting Republican is a threat to our livelihood, <coughs> including specifically hers. So I can't imagine her voting for Trump. However, we haven't really discussed it. And I want to know, do you think I should ask her if she doesn't answer? What should I do? Does she have a right to her political affiliation privacy? And should I respect that? Thank you for the endless lives. Sending good energy your way. Love, Z. Girl, um she puts she puts she in have, the so yeah, in the footnotes they're both black, just so you know. One of these people yeah. is not white. Just because um Oh Laura, I lost my fucking train of thought. Okay, yes. Does she have a right to her political privacy, you asked? Sure. Um why you would want to exercise that right when your fucking partner asks you mm -hmm. <laughs> hey who are you voting for <coughs> I, I don't I'd love to know how that conversation would go you know yeah. I totally understand why people keep that shit to themselves at like work or school or certain places where it's like bitch I'm around you because I have to be I have no other choice but I couldn't imagine being in a relationship with someone who votes Republican, period, honestly. But <laughs> this election? <laughs> no. It'd be doomsday, bitch. I don't give a fuck how good you eat pussy. You gotta get out of my house. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's scissors, really staplers, bad. take all of it. I don't get it out. You've got to go. Because, wait, I don't know if you don't see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like she has the right to not answer that question. And you have the right to make that a requirement for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have the right to say, I will not date somebody whose political affiliation I don't know, whose political yep. beliefs I am not completely aware of. So if it means that much to her to not tell you, then you have your answer right there. Because why would she be hesitant if she wasn't Republican or conservative? So if she refuses to say something, then then I think you have your answer. But either way, you are like, I don't know, some people seem to think they need permission in order to be mad or to leave a relationship. But if you feel those things, then you can just do them. You don't have to have a good enough reason. So I think you have the right to say you can either tell me or this relationship is on extremely shaky ground like to the point where i don't know if i can continue to be with you right because at the end of the day everything that you've said up until now everything that she's showed up until now would still lead you to believe she's obviously going to vote for the republican she's probably quite clear how you feel and so her not saying anything to you is her saying everything that you need to know to you. You know what I mean? So it's not like, unless she's coming out, unless she comes out and says, oh, I voted Republican, but I'm not a fucking dumbass. You know, like, unless you know oh, I mean? she comes out and says something like that, then I would just be like, okay, well, you already know who the fuck she voting for. You know what I mean? You already know what time yeah. it is. And I just, even if I felt like everything else was going swimmingly. There is no way <laughs> nope. that I would be able to look past that. Mm-mm. Even if that motherfucker lose, I would still be looking at your ass like every single day. Yeah. Like, Just what's like wrong with you? Something growing out of, you know, your forehead. <laughs> I cannot like, lay down. I can't share a bed with a Trump supporter. I just can't. I, can't, I, I would not mm-mm. sleep. Mm-mm. What's it like to fuck Voldemort? <laughs> I don't want right. to know. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think y'all need to have another like bottom line here is what it is conversation. And then you choose what you're going to do from there. Decide if you, quote unquote, love her so much that you're willing to tolerate, you know, the possibility that she's voting against not only her own self-interest, but everybody else's. So, (laughs) I mean, literally everybody, there ain't no way she make enough money to vote for Trump, but. Even if Queer she did, Trump supporters, it's the send me. like something is so wrong, and don't You're be doing. black on top of that. It's like so, like right. where did we go wrong in the assembly line with your ass? Because I just like, don't even see happened? how you got here, girl. The black or the queer or the the vagina, something should have stopped you. <laughs> I don't lost. know how you got here, but yeah, best of luck to you uh, dealing with that, especially with the election a week away, because. <laughs> Shit is about to get very tense for a lot of y'all niggas, but mm-hmm. all right. Next letter comes from Monica, who says, back in September, I caught my husband texting other women. And long story short, we are getting divorced. During there that time, <laughs> during that time, he had repeatedly lied to my face about these girls being just friends and other gaslighting about how I was crazy and insecure. Unfortunately, we still live together. And even though I know we will not be getting back together, I still felt like I needed proof that he was being inappropriate with other women. I ended up going through his phone last night while he was asleep. And of course, I saw what I expected him talking to a girl romantically and telling her all these terrible things about me. He was pissed when I (laughs) he was pissed when I confronted him and said, why does it matter? But my question is, is it crazy? 
Yeah, she confronted him about it. (laughs) No, why does it matter? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But my question is, is it crazy to want to know the truth when someone has lied to you repeatedly, even though you've already broken up? The marriage would still be over, even if I found nothing in his phone last night. But there is some relief that comes from knowing that I wasn't just imagining things or acting crazy like he tried to convince me I was. Do y'all think I should have not gone through his phone and just let it go since we were getting divorced anyway? Love, Thanks, Monica. Uh, Monica, at this point, what's done is done. You did it. It's over. You were leaving the nigga anyway, so what fucking difference does it make? Ideally, um, you know, if you were a friend or something, if this was prior to you having looked through the phone, yeah, I certainly would have been like, girl, fuck it. You know, you already know that what you're looking for, you're thinking about, is in there. It's in there. Mm-hmm. And so if you even, like... You you being in a situation where you even have to worry about that stuff is enough to leave, whether it's going on or not. You didn't say it. So yep. and it's like a, a big issue a lot of times for people who get cheated on and then stay in the relationship. Even if that person will never cheat on you again, you will likely still end <laughs> up breaking up because you're never going to trust them or you're always going to be, you know, following them when they leave the house <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to be on edge all of the time thinking, what could they possibly be doing? So, I understand why you're like, oh, I shouldn't have looked through the phone because I was going to defend him. No, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to you know, get to the bottom of it to be absolutely crystal clear, and you did that. Shouldn't have. You didn't need to. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you did it, and it's over at this point. It'll make no sense for you to beat yourself up about it. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, he still did you wrong, and you finna leave the nigga anyway. It is what it is. But for the future, you know what not to do or how not to do it. That's true. Like, I can understand the desire to want to have proof, especially if a nigga has made you feel like it's something wrong with you for questioning him yeah. in the first place. Like, a lot of them will play y'all like that acting like you crazy for suspecting something and then the whole time they really are cheating. So I can understand like wanting that proof just so you feel validated. Like, no, I'm not crazy. You really was fucking around. I just think you fucked up when you told him about it. I don't think Uh you ever, I think you could have gotten that proof for yourself and just kept it for yourself. Like confronted him with it for what? If y'all was going to get divorced anyway. Because it was less about, you know, knowing that you were right. And more about him knowing <laughs> that you know what was right. You know what I mean, like it wouldn't have been That's the same if she didn't get to point out to him that, like, bitch, I was right, and I knew that you were lying. Like, you really wanted to not only catch him in the act, but put him on blast mm-hmm. after he was caught. Like that part to you was important, and you got to ask yourself why. You know what I mean, right? Because- and I, you know, I guess this was your husband, but still, like, you knew you know what was up, especially after you got that confirmation. So mm-hmm. I think I would have just taken that, probably took a screenshot, airdropped it to myself, deleted it, took it out the deleted folder on his phone, replaced his phone, and then just kept that screenshot in case I ever needed it one day and just would have, you know, kept going on about it. Because for him to be like, well, what difference do it make? Nigga, what difference do it make that you sat here and lied to my face right. and made me feel right. like there was a possibility that I couldn't trust my own brain and my own eyes? You don't think it's fucked up that you tried to do that to me? Like, 
<laughs> so the fact that he even said that is like, I see how y'all get to the level of snapped. Y'all just end up on snapped and I see how y'all do. I see it because niggas be trying you and then be acting like it's something wrong with you for calling them out on it. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's too much. But yeah, you really just have to know the truth for yourself. And hopefully I know the pandemic, like I said, finances with that first letter. Finances are keeping a lot of people in the same house right now when they would not be. So yeah. I get that y'all probably waiting for things to settle down a little bit, but hopefully y'all have at least two bedrooms and you can just start to detach yourself emotionally from this man who clearly don't give a shit about your feelings at all. And if you can go anywhere else and still work or whatever else you need to be able to do to take care of yourself, I would, even if that meant moving back in with your mama and she is very irritating and talk real loud when Wheel of Fortune is on. Like I would, (laughs) I would separate myself from that environment if at all possible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Should we do another one or should we end it there? I think we can do one more. Okay. This one. Hmm. Okay. Here's a letter from Rose who said, I've been seeing a therapist since the beginning of February. This, oh, I started seeing her because my partner of over three years came out to me as trans. And this was obviously a big adjustment. Let's see here. Partner of how long? So, Okay, I'm sorry. I skipped a couple of lines. My partner of over three years came out to me as trans. This was more difficult than usual because in my last serious relationship, my ex also came out to me as trans. I asked my current partner numerous times if she was trans and she told me no and then made me feel like I was crazy for thinking so. Well, there's a pattern. She waited to tell me after almost four years of dating. This made me develop a serious anger and resentment towards her that I needed help controlling, which is why I started seeing a therapist. Okay. Long story short, I was visiting family for the summer and flew home on Wednesday. I took a swab test on Friday and saw my therapist on Tuesday with masks on and being six feet apart. In this meeting, she revealed to me that she was a hypochondriac and wanted me to inform her immediately when I got my COVID test back. I got a positive result back on Thursday. And when I called her, she panicked, but called me back later and said she has an appointment for Monday to get tested. She then proceeded to call me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the next Monday to talk to me about the virus. I ignored her call on Sunday morning, and she left a voicemail about how I'm avoiding her, and it's not a smart thing to do. On Monday, I told her... Listen! (laughs) On Monday, I told her to stop texting me. I don't understand what more we have to talk about and to let me know her results. She came back negative for COVID. I canceled our Tuesday appointment and I haven't spoken to her since. I felt really uncomfortable with the number of times she tried to contact me. Here's the problem. We live in the Caribbean, so not only do we have limited access to therapy, but our community is overall very transphobic. I chose this therapist because she got her doctorate in California, so I thought that might make her more open-minded. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> so I have two questions. One, is this a legitimate reason to stop seeing my therapist? Two, how do you get over such intense resentment slash anger towards someone you love? P.S. Oh, this is just other things that don't matter to the letter. So thanks, Rose. Um, 
So, yeah, number one, is this a legitimate reason to stop seeing the therapist? Right. I... I... I I don't know. I want to say no. Especially with, you know, the limitations that you described as far as therapy goes, uh, or availability Mm -hmm. uh, to therapy. Uh, I myself am a hypochondriac. I would understand someone being incredibly panicked if they found out that they were around someone who was positive as well. I do think that the the calling you <laughs> every day. day, all weekend, and then saying that avoiding her wouldn't be, what is it, wouldn't be a smart thing yeah, to do? Yeah, it's not a smart thing to do. Like, what in the fucking Sarah Paulson character is that? <laughs> like, are you good? Like, <laughs> like bitch, you what? don't seem okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that one's kind of tricky because maybe there's a possibility. Because at the end of the day, she still is a therapist and it's her job to be able to have the tough conversations about mentality, uh, emotions, etc. So possibly you could sit down and be like, so this is the way that I felt about your persistent calling right um, and some of this stuff and just see maybe you could base your decision on whether or not to stay uh as her client or patient or whatever maybe you could base it on you know having a conversation with her about how you you feel about everything and that could maybe help you decide because it is going to be important for you to get like the the work done that you need for yourself for your own healing and understanding and everything, your the issues that you've been having with anger and frustration towards your ex, um, that's way more important than whatever weird COVID weekend you had with this lady. So, yeah, I think I would try to figure it out. But if it's clear that mama is like, you know, not going to be helpful to you anymore, then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And maybe you'll find something better. In the future. Um, mm. So I will stop there and then I guess we can go to the other question. Well, I mean, I think, like you said, it's complicated because you're looking for a therapist who isn't transphobic and that might be super hard where you are. Right. Um, but I also feel like if she was that much of a hypochondriac, she should have had a policy that says if you have been traveling or whatever, like you need to stay your ass at home for two weeks before you book an appointment with me. Like you probably should not have made an appointment for six days later, but she should not have been accepting any appointments um, either. Like if she told you during the session that she was a hypochondriac, that means you told her that you had just gotten back within a week or so. So what probably would have been smarter on her behalf is to have something in her policies to where when you try to set up an appointment, she could say, well, you need to wait another, you know, 10 days and let me know what your COVID test says before you come back in here. The whole, so that, I mean, you might want to bring that up when you have the conversation with her, but that whole leaving a voicemail about how it's not smart to avoid her. Yeah. That I think you really have to highlight when you have this conversation. Oh, yes. Because that seems more inappropriate than anything else. I mean, she called you every day. That's ridiculous. But that voicemail. Yeah. yeah. And if she reacts poorly when you try to have the conversation with her, then you already know that. Yeah. Even if she is one of three 
therapists who aren't transphobic on your island you she is not the one because that's just entirely too immature yeah she was gonna have to take her responsibility for what happened and i mean to y'all's credit you were wearing masks and sitting more than six feet apart which is probably why she came back negative so it would just seem like sis would need to simmer down and (laughs) and and think about things a little bit more logically but yeah i definitely agree with kid fury have the conversation with her and uh, base your decision on what you're going to do off of her reaction. Because if anything, y'all should be able to have an adult conversation about it where you feel like this is somebody you can trust with your feelings. Right. So. And your life. Possibly. Right. Somebody you trust to guide you with managing your emotions. That's not, you know, that's not no punk bitch task. So. And not, you know, sneak into your your, your bedroom <laughs> in the moonlight. And possibly smother you because you've been avoiding them. Right. Send vague threats on your voicemail. Like, girl, wait for your fucking COVID test to come back and calm down. I bet next time you won't let nobody who just got off a plane six days ago come in this damn office. I bet you won't. Like, it seems to me like she's not taking any accountability for her role in this. So... So, yeah, I would leave it at that. Uh, Best of luck to you, because a good therapist is very, very hard to find. But, you know, emphasis on good. (laughs) She needs to be good. So if you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right. So it is now the end of our program. It's time for the read. Yes. I don't really have one this week, so feel free. (sighs) I don't really have one either. Um, <laughs> Damn, look at us. <laughs> I just wanted to say that... Um, maybe close to a week ago, five days or so, I was coming into the house or into the building from going to the corner store to get some water, like three gallons of water, because I drink a lot of water. That's irrelevant. So I was waiting for the elevator... And the elevator to come up to this side of the building is by like where the mail room is. So a lot of times when I'm standing there, there'll be like a line of people or just people that are waiting over there. So mm-hmm. when I came around the corner, I saw this boy that looks like the white boy from the elevator. Oh, Lord. I mentioned on the <laughs> podcast last week. But he had a mask on. So he was already incredibly unfamiliar, not because I couldn't see his face, but because he was following the rules. But it just seems kind of like his stature and whatever the fuck else. So I just stood there and I was like, whatever, bitch. Like, I'm ready to go. I already, you know, am over it. As long as you don't say nothing to me, it is what it is. Again, I wasn't really sure. Right. So after a while, he turns and he's coming closer. And as he's, like, inching closer to me, I realize, oh, no, that's definitely not him. So he stops and waits by the elevator by me. Literally a second later, I look to the left and around the corner comes the huge dog, and the white boy from last time. (laughs) And of course, I know it's him because it's the same fucking dog. Right. So he comes over. I'm standing there holding my bags. I look up to God like, your will, Lord. We'll see what happens. (laughs) And, um, you know, I stood there in silence. He ain't saying nothing. No, actually, when he came around the corner, um... He, it was him, the dog, and I guess maybe one of his roommates or friends. So they came around the corner and they greeted the dude from the mailroom. So I guess they all lived together or something like that. Um, okay. So I'm standing there. I don't say any fucking thing. You know, whatever. We're waiting on the elevator. It's 
completely quiet. As soon as the thing gets down to like the ground level where we are, before the doors open, the white boy from last week goes, what did he say? Oh, he was like, I think we should let this guy get on first, you know, or like let him get on by himself. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I'm I'm fine with that because if there's anything about this situation, I'd rather just take my ass all the way. I don't want to have to stop on the way up to my floor any fucking way. So fine. Okay. So he's like, yeah, I think you should let him get on by himself or whatever. And the white boy from the mailroom was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And so the door opens. I'm walking to the elevator and I hear him go, he doesn't like dogs. He's not a fan of the dog or whatever. Uh, Like right as I stepped onto the elevator, right? He said that. So once again, I had to turn around. Hold out my arm. Your issue is not with dogs. I held the door open and I looked at him and said, I never had an issue with your dog. I had an issue with you getting your dumb ass on the elevator with no mask on. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I said, but do you do you want to fight? No, no. no mask are you a fucking (laughs) moron like are you literally fucking stupid bitch niggas love dogs you dumb bitch (laughs) what the fuck first of all again i wish that i knew the breed of dog because yes it's a large dog but it is not a threatening one it literally looks like a pokemon it's huge and fluffy looks like the sweetest like i think it's a girl like beautiful dog the dog was the best thing about that whole entire interaction like what the fuck are you talking about so but the thing about it was (sighs) (laughs) i can believe (laughs) if i had an issue with their dog if i was scared of the dog or whatever the fuck my problem would have been why would i have gotten back on the elevator And stood directly next to you and the dog. (sighs) Sweetie, the dog helped you not get your shit broke. Because, girl, one thing I did consider in them couple of seconds or however long it took for us to get off the elevator last week. One thing I did also consider is, yeah, he might say something I don't like. He might look at me no way I don't like. And if we start fighting, the dog might get hurt. He tosses it around, I'll fall over on the dog, he'll fall over the dog. You know what I'm saying? One of my, you know, fists or kicks could accidentally hit the dog. I didn't want the dog to be harmed. You know what I'm saying? You cared more about the dog. Which also helped me, you know, keep my cool. Right. But I was like, bitch, are you fucking, like, are you dumb, ho? Like, you really thought that this entire time I was frightened of the dog or had some kind of motherfucking issue with the dog, bitch? There are countless dogs in this fucking building. I have a motherfucking dog. (laughs) The dog helped you. The dog saved your life. And, bitch, clearly I care more about your fucking dog than you do, bitch, because in case you haven't heard, they can get the Rona as well, sweetness. So, like... (laughs) Bitch, you the one who has a problem with your dog, dumbass. Like, what the fuck is... White people, get your cousins, get your family members and your friends. Like, I don't... (laughs) I don't have the time for it. And I'm already over it. Like, obviously, at this point, it's, you know, a thing. It's not... I mean, it's no longer a thing. But... I, the nerve of that buy last week just completely shifted something in my spinal cord to the right. point where I really thought I was going to have to go to jail. But I thought that he at least understood that I, like, I thought that he was on some, 
MAGA shit and was just like, well, I wear a mask if I want to. And if you have a problem with it, bitch, you can just come and take my guns from me. Like, whatever. So, like, I thought that that's the type of time he was on, which is really what pissed me off. Because, like, you're endangering my life, yours, the dog, and I'll, and you're acting like I'm in the wrong for having an issue with it. Whole entire time, this fucking Nimrod thought I had a problem with fucking Snoopy. You stupid bitch. Get your ass on somewhere and find something to do, bitch. Like I say, each and every one of these motherfucking elevators has numerous signs, numerous signs in it that say, you must wear a mask. You have to. So... I don't know what led him to wearing a mask this last time that I saw him. If somebody else told him, if he, you know, learned his lesson from when I almost beat his ass or whatever the situation was. (laughs) But I was not concerned with it because when I tell you that, listen, I would have dropped them fucking water gallons so quick and laid each and every, like each and every single one of y'all could have got it. So I'm glad that you didn't have to because I was really actually ready to go to bed. (laughs) <laughs> that's it apparently people are just really fucking dumb the I, can, dog. <sighs> I cannot I believe the he blamed the dog and not the fact that he wasn't wearing a mask like I just he's don't even a, know he's, he's not a fan of dogs he's, he's like it's dog. not bitch it's not the dog nigga <laughs> it's not the dog fool it's the fact I stopped that. that I was like how many times are you gonna make me stop the fucking <laughs> in this building? they're going to break and then these niggas are gonna kick me out because they're gonna say it's all my fault bitch stop waiting <laughs> Until I'm either stepping off or on the car to talk your shit. Stop that. Stop it. It's weak. It's strange. I don't like it. It's insufferable. Furthermore, as I said to you, bitch, anybody have a problem with your motherfucking dog? Your dog probably can't stand your ass like I can't stand your stupid ass. <laughs> anyway, that was my read. Amen. I mentioned, it was literally like, if it was not the day after, I think it was two days after. And like I said... That is why I said to the bitch outside, I know where you stay. I know where you stay. You're going to see me again. You're going to see me again. And you did. Now you know better, bitch. Immediately. Don't leave your mask at home. <laughs> fuck it and I don't even give a fuck if you step out onto the boulevard and you want to take your mask off and risk your life, bitch. Not in here. Not around me. You're not going to do it. Get your shit together. If you put that shit on your fucking mat, on your face until you get outside and then go being stupid if you fucking want to. And actually, nah, because you still got to come back into this motherfucker and you're going to be pressing the same elevator buttons that I'm my ass press. And you're going to be going and touching the door in the same mail room and shit like, no, no. Get your fucking life together, honky. well that's all that needs to be said about that um as far as i go this week um just a couple of very quick things first the carolina panthers cut um one of their uh cornerbacks on the practice squad his name is josh hawkins josh hawkins yeah josh hawkins was cut after um video of him at nico japanese restaurant and sushi bar in charlotte showed a very very large crowd um Almost no masks. Like, I think I saw maybe one or two masks in the videos that I saw. No such thing as social distancing when it's that many people in the bar. And this fool, like, very weirdly doing the Soldier Boy. And I don't know how he woke up in 2007 or whatever. But, yes. Um, If you did not know, people who are on the practice squads in the NFL make $8,000 a week. $8,000 a week to be the backup nigga. So I'm sure I said this before about some other athlete who is doing something stupid, chasing pussy, that one who tried to sneak some bitch into the team hotel to get some ass. I can't even 
express to you how fucking stupid it is to give up a massive bag like eight thousand dollars a week to go do the fucking soldier boy at a sushi bar in charlotte it was really that important to you to go turn up with these people that you don't know get drunk without a mask on inside this restaurant like you don't know the nfl rules that's the thing they didn't spring this on you niggas everybody knows we in a pandemic everybody knows it's a panoramic (laughs) So, so I just don't know how you thought you was going to be a nigga on the NFL inside this sushi bar and people was not going to take videos of you and post them online and tag the NFL, tag the Panthers, everybody they know who work for the Panthers snitching on your dumb ass for being goofy enough to go out in Charlotte, North Carolina, where any fucking body could see you. And give up your money, that good NFL money. I just don't know what the fuck you was thinking, Josh Hawkins, but I bet you won't do no shit like that. No dumb shit like that again. Like, I want you to find a video of this nigga because literally they're playing the song to his credit. They playing the the watch me you, but he's like fully doing all the fucking and nobody else is maybe because it's mostly white people in there but nobody else is jigging with him and was it worth it was it worth it to superman on that hoe yikes to lose your good job that's so much fucking money (laughs) i just want men please because it seems to be men particularly doing that please think beyond your dick Think beyond your desire to go out and party or whatever. If you explicitly cannot do dumb shit in public in order to keep your job, then please don't do those things. And for all of you who are like, well, if it was Russell Wilson, he wouldn't have been cut. If it was such and such nigga, this nigga and that nigga, he wouldn't have been cut. First of all, you damn right. Because the quarterback, the starting quarterback of the team surely means more to the team financially and in every other way than some nigga on the practice squad but also that should make you even more aware like the fact that you are making all this money and can be cut that easily should make you even more careful about the shit you do in public true because y'all know these things so instead of it being oh well if i was some high dollar nigga then they wouldn't have fired me that fast or whatever you're right they probably wouldn't have but russell wilson got a wife and three kids at home so is he gonna be stupid enough to go out to the fucking bar and turn up with niggas on snapchat and then go home and think that the seahawks ain't gonna notice (sighs) niggas not for the princess of crunk and bees (laughs) Okay, not for Young Fuch, not for Miss Sierra, and not for Little Win, neither, nigga. So I just, I just want y'all to think twice and then thrice before you do some of the things you do. And then, and it's so crazy because it's like Josh Hawkins has only had like a total forty-two tackles in his career, which is insane. So it's like, girl, you should have been doing a better job of like preparing for the game because you, um, you, you have a (laughs) 4.39 second 40 yard dash measurable, sweetie. How do you know that? (laughs) Fucking Google. (laughs) It's like really ridiculous to even put yourself in a position at this. What um, does a cornerback do friend? What does a cornerback do? A cornerback is actually a member of the defensive backfield or secondary. <laughs> um, they cover receivers most of the time, but they also... Uh, 
Okay. And defend. Is that such Wikipedia? Such offensive is that... running plays, such as sweeps <laughs> and reverses. It got to be word for word Wikipedia. Oh, they also create turnovers. <laughs> Forgot about that. Through hard tackles, interceptions, oh, okay. and deflecting <laughs> forward passes. Now, you deflect a forward pass okay. by uh, disallowing All it right. to pass forward. Um, <laughs> this is very integral um, for the sport. So that's what cornerbacks do, except for Josh Hawkins, because he no longer is okay, one wow. professionally. It's really insane. Okay. You know? Yes. Thank you for for your insight there. I really appreciate your... Free agent in 2016. You're in... Yeah. De- I mean, and once again, <laughs> but yeah. I really appreciate your in-depth football knowledge. This is what I do. Yeah. You see how you can make so much money for years and years and never have to be at risk for CTE or nothing if you just shut the fuck up and stay at home? okay and then finally Nene I don't know what that was you put on Instagram stories but don't try it again (laughs) you ought to be embarrassed (laughs) well that's it for this particular show The Read Um, that's right check us out at This Is The Read across all social media platforms and you can get our merch at shop3.com our website is this is com. don't forget to check out chelsea handler's brand new special evolution now streaming she's sharing hilarious experiences about her family friends and her first four-way into therapy taking the stage to face herself in front of everyone chelsea handler evolution now streaming only on hbo max again i am going to check it out and tell y'all my true feelings about it um yes you will i really will okay friend uh i yes it's me i am i am gonna do that any news for you this week um the moral of the story is airbus is a stupid name (laughs) call it a plane (laughs) okay like what the fuck is an airbus like why would you there's nothing about that is attractive or enticing like we don't even like riding the bus when it's on the ground. Who the fuck wants to ride a bus in the in the mm-hmm. air? Call mm-hmm. it something else. It's dumb. How astute. And that's it. All right, y'all. We will see you next week. <laughs>